Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1246. I'm celebrating Women's History Month this March by having 21 inspiring automotive enthusiasts who are women here on Cars Yeah. These are the movers and shakers who work in the automotive industry. If I do this, if I take this risk, what's the worst thing that can happen? This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, this is Mark Green. Join me at the Classic Auto Show in Costa Mesa, California, this March 16th and 17th at the Orange County Fair and Events Center. I'll be the celebrity stage MC conducting live interviews with past Cars Yeah guests, including Adam Carolla, the Grand Marshal, Dave Kindig from Bitchin' Rides, Wayne Carini from Chasing Classic Cars, Mark Warman from Graveyard Cars, Mike Finnegan from Roadkill, Bogey from All Girls Garage, Big Mike, Import Tuner and Builder, and Lynn St. James, an iconic race car driver. I hope I'll see you at the Classic Auto Show. For more information, go to theclassicautoshow.com. That's theclassicautoshow.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Cary, North Carolina, Margaret Palango. Hey, Margaret, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Ready to go. Three, two, one. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Margaret Palango is the Executive Vice President at Auto Shop Solutions. She has overseen and been a key catalyst in Auto Shop Solutions' growth into the award-winning website design and internet marketing agency it is today. Margaret leads all of their corporate marketing initiatives as it continues to be the industry's gold standard for an online marketing solution. She joined the company in 2006 when she began establishing its brand position for quality, customized website design, and progressive internet marketing. Margaret started by handling direct customer interface, and then she went on to managing the entire website production. She now spends her time working with industry partners to bring innovative solutions to the automotive aftermarket. And on the weekends, you can find her driving in her local PCA event, and she's an active member of the North Carolina Hurricane Region Porsche Club. So Margaret, you're a fellow Porsche lover just like me, and I want to give a big shout out to uh, past cars, yeah, I guess, Deb Pollock for introducing me to Margaret today. So, Margaret, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more before I jump into the questions about your career and your passion for automobiles and Porsches? Sure. Thank you, Mark. So happy to be here today and talking to you about my favorite topics, which are automotive, the automotive industry, and Porsches. Uh, and cool. as you mem- mentioned, I am an active member of my local Porsche club with my 1985 Targa 911. And yeah, that's my baby. And then (laughs) I also have the pleasure of working in the automotive industry on a daily basis, combining my business and marketing passion for internet marketing and bringing that to the automotive industry and specifically with some of the small businesses in automotive like the independent repair shops and other businesses in the automotive aftermarket and helping them with their websites and online marketing and helping them grow their their business. Very cool. Something I get to get joy out of every day. Well, it's very cool. And I tell you, 
this is a really needed thing. I've talked to so many people that own small shops and medium-sized shops, and one of the areas that they always struggle with is their marketing and how do they get involved in all this. And to have a company like yours and your team that you've surrounded yourself be able to come in and help them navigate those waters so they can focus on what they do best and you can focus on helping them market. So I think that's great. And since we both love Porsches, I think we're going to get along very well today. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote, a mantra, some kind of saying that has meaning for you. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Margaret, grab the wheel. Sure. Well, through many times in my life, you know, anytime you're looking at taking a risk, I always look at myself and ask myself, if I do this, if I take this risk, what's the worst thing that can happen? And every time... Which which sounds pretty silly, but really it has helped me in so many aspects of my life to take that chance and try new things when I just really break it down and say, well, what's the worst outcome if I go ahead and try it? And it's helped me push the limits both in my personal life uh, and in my career. No doubt. No doubt. Well, it's a great way to go through life because so many people go through life at the end and say, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I wish I tried that. I wish I hadn't been afraid of that. I wish I'd taken that risk or taken that walk or gone on that trip or whatever it might be, because you're right. Yeah. If you sit back and think about what's the worst that can happen. So in the case for you, I mean, you've gone out, you participate in driving events with the Porsche Club, uh, your work, your professional and your line of work and so forth. Is there maybe a little example of uh, of something that you've done that? And then afterwards you went, wow, I'm sure glad I did that. Yeah. Well, um, I've got some experience actually in my personal life when I was early on, when I was young. And, and, and I've, I talk a lot to my kids about that mantra, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen in going forward in risks. And when I was just out of college, I had the opportunity to move and got an internship in a foreign country, um, in the country Ooh, of yeah. Germany. And I didn't speak any German. And it was a chance to move there for six months completely by myself and, and have, and have a job. And, you know, part of me is insanely excited at the opportunity, but then the other part of you looks that, oh my gosh, you know, can, can I actually do this? You know, you're not, you're on your own, working on your own. You, you're moving over there and, and doing everything on your own. I said to myself, this is one of the first times I've made these decisions outside of my parents at a young age. You know, what's the very worst thing that can happen? And Mm -hmm. you go, okay, well, the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work out and you go back home. All right. So, that's the very... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't sound so bad. I mean, so, okay. That's a good idea. (laughs) So, let's go for it. So, let's go for it. And that was... um, And living in a foreign country was a pivotal moment in my personal growth as uh, becoming an adult as well as in my career. That, you know, it's an awesome story and it's so, so valuable. Both my children, when they were seniors in high school, went off and did studies abroad. Uh, My son did some things in Africa and Poland, my daughter in Austria and France. And I tell you, they came back changed Mm -hmm. in such positive ways, being able to see other people, other cultures, other things, and also come back and appreciate how much they had here that they just took for granted and how great things were in their life. Um, Little things, big things, whatever it might be. But 
Uh, you're right. Yeah. I think it's, it goes back to that mantra you shared is mm-hmm. uh, what could go wrong? Right. And, you know, if it didn't work out, I'll just come back. So, <laughs> wow. Well, could, how old were you when you did that? Uh, 22. Okay. Yeah. That's still very young. And if you'd never been abroad, no. even on a vacation, that's that's a bold undertaking. I'll tell you, getting off that airplane and walking through customs and going, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm, I'm here and there's there's nobody to help me. That's right. And Mark, I want to, I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that story, um, probably a little bit yeah. further in the interview. Oh, great. About awesome. This, about the story well, of, of how the, the job went over there. I'd like to share that on the Okay. On getting well, we'll the- get to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll get to that in a second. But I, first, I want to have you share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car gal? Yeah. You know, and that's a great question because I think I had there were a couple of pivotal moments for me. It, it started out when I was a kid, as a lot of things do and a lot of passions do. And I can remember I was 12 years old and my father, it was his lifelong dream to own a Corvette. I can remember, you know, kind of going through the family, going through this process, and he'd always been dreaming about it. And then the opportunity arose that he was going to buy a Corvette. And I, and I remember the process and and going through it and getting very excited. And what he purchased was a 1974 Stingray Corvette uh, and brought it home. So that was the very first time that I was being introduced to a car that was not practical, right? It wasn't a pickup truck. It wasn't yeah. a family car. You know, the, my parents owned two hardware stores. So everything in our life up to that point had always been extremely practical. And in comes right. this this car. And, and of course, I thought it was the very coolest thing. And I can remember like my mom and I going out for rides and I, and I liked the car. But then when I, what made me realize that I didn't like just that car that was very interested in cars in general was going to my first car show. And we went on a little family trip down to Carlisle, um, Pennsylvania, which um, if any of your listeners are Corvette fans, they know that's one of the, was one of the biggest Corvette shows on the East Coast. Oh, yeah. And, huge, yeah. huge show. And so I went there and my eyes turned to saucers, you know, like, oh my gosh, I had never seen in my life so many Corvettes altogether. And it was really an amazing thing. And I wanted to learn everything I could at that point about the brands and the years and the different models and and on and on. So it's really when I, I realized that how interested I was in cars. And, you know, and that kind of carried me through. And then I went, you know, off to college and, again, got into practical cars and didn't have a lot of exposure to cars except when I would come home. And, and my dad, in the meantime, had started collecting. So he's, he's got quite a collection of various cars now. And so I keep up on it that way. But then yeah. as an adult, I got through, you know, the first couple of years of working and then got interested in having okay, it's time. I get to pursue my own passion in sports cars. And my husband at the time was has, was wanting to purchase a two-seater. And he was looking at all these other cars. And I said, let's go look at the Porsche dealership. And he was like, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, let's go look at them. So, so we went over and nice. we, we, we didn't know where, you know, the budget was, the budget wasn't, Typical, a typical Porsche budget. So we went over there and take a, take a look and, and they had a Boxster on the lot and they, you know, he went out and test drove it with, with the guy from the dealership. And then 
I took a test drive in it afterwards, you know, afterwards, and I got in it, and it was like nothing I had ever driven before. <laughs> and I took it on the test yeah. drive, and I was like, oh, my, this is, this is engineering right here. So, <laughs> so I took it on the test drive, uh, absolutely fell in love with the brand, and got out of the car at, at the dealership, and I handed my husband the key, and I said, we're getting one of these. You just figure out which year so we can afford it. End of discussion. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, Decision made. That, and, and since then, I have been passionately in love with, with Porsches. Yeah, the needle stuck in deep on that mm-hmm. one, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned Carlisle. I had as a guest long ago, uh, Lance Miller, who's the CEO of Carlisle Events. And of course, Carlisle, Carlisle, huge Corvette event, a giant event. He puts on spectacular shows, family deal um, that's been in his family forever. So that was a nice indoctrination. You answered a little bit of this question about, I always ask my guests about challenges and failures and, and talking us through one of those. And you wanted to kind of elaborate on that trip to Germany. This might be a good time to, to touch in and see how that all went. Yeah. So... So I got there, right? And it was like, what's you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? I, I come home, and 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 I got there. You know, you never know what's going to happen until you take a risk. So, because it proved to be one of the most challenging times in my life, and also one of the most rewarding and fulfilling times. It, it was very pivotal in my career, um, and as I learned mm-hmm. to build my my career, because I got over there. And I didn't speak the language, um, and I was thrown into this marketing department, and it was a, a semiconductor company that that we were that I was working with. And sometimes um, those things you just happen to be at the right place at the right time. I had the opportunity. They found out there was an American working in the building who was uh, had a, had a business and marketing degree and was fluent in English. And so the VP of strategic marketing comes down into the back building, the office on the first floor where his building is. In, <laughs> his office is in, the, is in the front building and on the third floor. Oh yeah, you know he, the he, corner he, office right. with the windows. Yep. <laughs> and he hears about that the, there's an American in, in in the at the company. Comes down and says to me. Uh, I need your help. And because the, the company directive was they were breaking into the U.S. market, and he was fluent in English, and he had a lot of connections. He, he It was himself, a one-field sales engineer, and he said, I need some help with presentations. And, you know, it started out as a, you know, kind of as an admin role, turned into a uh, three, and I was an intern, right? Turned into a three-year job. Uh, wow. And we grew the business together uh, to the point where we were opening an office in San Francisco to accommodate the growth we had experienced. So it, it goes back to, um, you know, in the early times of that, you know, kind of looking deep inside, that first couple of months was very, very hard. You have no friends. You, you don't know the language. You have nothing. You have to look really, really deep inside. But sticking it out. Uh, proved yeah. every bit to be what I needed to set my career on the right path. That's cool. What an awesome story. And again, what could happen? You could succeed. Exactly. <laughs> that's what could happen. Exactly. What could happen. <laughs> and that's what, and that's sort of what has, has happened every time those thoughts cross your mind. And what if, it, yeah. you know, what could go wrong? But what if it works out? Where does this go? Yeah. And, and oh, I, wow. have, I have a lot of those experiences in my career to share. It worked out. You take the risk, Very and it cool. worked out. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Great, great story. I love it. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and talk about your first special car. If there's a first special car in your life, something that maybe stands out and maybe share a memory you have with that vehicle. Sure. And the real special one, um, and I say the first special one, she's still my first special one. She's still the, the most special one to me. And mm-hmm. that is my 1985 Porsche 911 Targa. And it's crystal green. And her name is Moxie. Moxie. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> crystal green. That's a very rare color. It is. It was a custom color for only about two years. And I'm sure you can get the color um, if you special order it somehow. But uh, for two years, 85 and 86, those were special orders. You had to order that color uh, to get get that on the car. So that is something that's very special about that car. It also signified a time in my life when I actually, when I started my job here at Auto Shop Solutions. And I had started, uh, interestingly enough, just in a like a part-time capacity because mm-hmm. that's the, I I was the first hired employee in the company. I've been working in this company since the ground up. The owner uh, and I knew each other through you know a, a neighborhood network that we had and mm-hmm. one day I was just we were talking about careers and I had been staying home uh, with my kids for about 7 years and I knew I'd be going back to work sometime. And I kind of just said to him, uh, we had worked on a project together in the neighborhood. And I said to him, when I get ready to go back to work, I'm calling you. It was just one of those one of those offhanded remarks. And sure enough, I got the call, and he said, "Hey, were you serious? I've got you know, I'm I'm starting this company. Let's talk." Yeah. And awesome. and so the so you know, and I can continue that story in a bit. But the the connection to the car is. That first year that I was working, I was with the money that I made. I bought this car. I bought the nice. I bought the '85 Targa for me. We'd already had a Boxster, yeah. and uh, I had gone on a Porsche event, and I we went to a, a race shop, and I sat in a 911 for the first time mm-hmm. that was all decked <laughs> out, and I said, I have to have one of these. So, so I went on the, so I went on the, went on the hunt and I found her and fell in love and she has been my baby since 2006. And I have told my children, you may sell her when I, when I die and not before then. (laughs) Not before. Yeah. Can't touch her before. Moxie is mine. She is mine. And there's been other horses in the stables. They've come and gone, but she will be there forever. (laughs) Nice. Love it. Great story. Well, is there a seller's remorse? Because Moxie's still there. So there's not going to be a seller's remorse there. But is there a seller's remorse story in your life? You know, in my life, there is. And that is uh, going back to that car that that introduced me to my love of cars. And that is my father's 1974 Stingray Corvette. Um, every nice. time I think about that car, that car was so classic. And I had such great memories of riding around in that car and and the going to car shows in you know with my parents and with my dad or my mom whoever was driving it was that classic pumpkin orange and every time you know you see these older ones and I just I wish that car was still in my life and I'm always well, sad that he sold color. it I'm always sad that he sold yeah. it 
Yeah, I know. That's the way it goes. But that's a pretty unique color, too. You don't see too many in that color. No. Um, so, yeah, that's really fun. Well, I would love for you to share our with our listeners a little more about Auto Shop Solutions. Um, why they might need your guys' services, the different kinds of things that you provide for your customers, and what has you excited and fired up this year about your company, AutoShop Solutions? Great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned in the beginning, AutoShop Solutions is, we're, we're an internet marketing agency, and we serve exclusively the automotive aftermarket. And, you know, how it came about, our, our owner, CEO, uh, is a former shop owner. And so he was, he built a website for his shop and then he went on to do some, some consulting and help was helping other shops with their, running their businesses and all of them needed marketing. You know, this is in the early 2000s. So he started this company and, and I started working with him as my background was, was marketing and I had a business background. Auto Shop Solutions is bringing award-winning website designs um, and internet marketing services to small business. And, and these are really my passions. And, and we're helping shops who, you know, they're busy running their shops. They're great at fixing cars. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, you know, the internet world is changing and it's a lot for them to keep up on. And these small businesses, they really need a trusted partner out there who's going to be right. helping them. Our company in over the past 12, 13 years has grown and we are now a, a Google premier partner. All, all of our staff is certified, Google certified. And this is, awesome. yeah, and it's really able to, and that's why we're able to bring these services to shop owners because, you know, other agencies at this level, you know, with the kind of the level of service we're offering them, they're not able to work with other agencies. Typical agencies are going to charge four, t- four or five times as much. With us right. being yeah. exclusively automotive, we understand their needs. We understand the business. We we help them guide them with what they need. They don't have to teach us about the automotive aftermarket. We already know it. And so it's a, it, it's exciting. And you know what I'm excited about now is that we continue to win industry awards ten years in a row. We've been winning wow. Auto Inc. Magazine's top ten websites every year for the past ten years. Our customers have been on that list, and not just one of them. It's one, two, three, four, or five of our customers are are winning those awards. It's exciting to be able to deliver these levels of services and really help these shops stay one step ahead. Yeah. Well, it's it's such a needed thing. Exactly. And I mentioned it at the beginning here. That is a challenge for so many Mm -hmm. small shops is how to market themselves. So I think it's great. And you can find Auto Shop Solutions online at autoshopsolutions.com. I'll put a link on Margaret's show notes page here on Cars Yeah website. So, Margaret, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom pattern for an exact fit. 
The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes. And they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor. I've used Covercraft sunscreens for years, and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage. Learn more and order yours at Covercraft.com. Want to protect your entire vehicle? Get a car cover from Covercraft. They have those too. That's Covercraft.com. And tell them Mark sent you. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. Mav TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Margaret, we are back, and I have a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow in a shop, in a garage, parked on the street, what kind of car would Margaret be and why? Ah, this is a, Margaret, this is a funny question. <laughs> I know. It makes you think a little bit about how you perceive yourself. It sure, yeah, you know what? Because I, you know, I'm such a Porsche girl and that I'm in love with the cars. But if I think about how I am as a person, I don't, I don't know if I am the Porsche. Come on, they're a little bit finicky, you know. We are, we love them, we love them, but they, they're they're a lot to handle. So, <laughs> so. Uh, they can be. That's for sure. Mine's. In- Mine's in the shop today. My good friend Pete Bristow uh, in Bristow's Automotive is uh, taking care of my orange crush today. She had a couple needs, right. so uh, she was dripping a little a little fluid on the ground. I wanted to get that fixed. Right, so, you want uh, right? Exactly. So, so I don't think I would come back as a Porsche. I really think I'm going to be coming back probably as a Ford one Ford F one fifty pickup truck. <laughs> a pickup truck. <laughs> A workhorse, tried and true. Yeah, just because I'm that, you know, I like I like to think about it as just being something very solid, stable, reliable, yeah. uh, and comfortable. You <laughs> well, you got it all, Margaret. You've got it all. That's all we asked for. So I love it. Well, see, that wasn't so hard to answer after all, but uh, I appreciate you putting some thought into that. Well, we're up to the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Ah, to purchase the very best car that you can afford. Absolutely. Great, great advice. Now, how about a personal habit? Would you share one that you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? One of my personal habits that has uh, helped me in, like in my professional life, is always um, when I meet someone, um, especially whether it's my personal life or industry life, if I if I want to build a relationship with that person, really staying in touch with that person um, and making personal contacts and, um, you know, 
building relationships. It's a personal habit yeah, of mine so when important. I'm meeting somebody to not just make that a one-time meeting, is to follow up and, and pursue having a, a relationship. Great. It's a great way to go through life, both personally and for business as well. How about a resource? There are lots of awesome resources. Obviously, your company is a massive resource for automotive shops and stores and repair shops, auto shop solutions. But is there a, another resource you'd like to share with us? Ah, in addition to, you mean in addition to autoshopsolutions.com, which of course would be my favorite answer. Um, You know what, there's one thing right now that I'm passionate about and techforcefoundation.org. And I'll just give that, you know, that group a little plug. That is an organization that is promoting the careers of automotive technicians. We have in our industry a tremendous shortage of qualified technicians. And that is something that our whole industry, a lot of my customers, of course, are feeling that pinch. And the Tech Force Foundation, through their Future Tech Success campaign, is working on promoting the profession of becoming a technician and starting uh, getting in front of you know, parents, teachers, and kids at the middle school level and, and carrying them and showing them the, the pathway to a successful career in, in automotive. Absolutely. Great, great resource there and a great tip for folks out there on both sides. Uh, yeah, the industry, well, a lot of these industries, hands-on industries are suffering right now from all different levels because kids feel like they need to go to four-year schools and get degrees and who knows what. And Right. And it's not the only path. There's a lot of money path. to be made. Yeah. It's, it's not. Right. It's not. It's, it's a great path for some. It's not the only path out there. There are many different paths. And those who love working with their hands, can, yes, you're right, can have extremely successful careers given the opportunity and given and have it, helping show them the way that it's not only about it, that success is not only through a four-year degree. Plus, you can have an awful lot of fun playing with cars. For so. sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the uh, automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Oh, yes. I think it would probably be Ferry Porsche. I think. Well, I kind of figured <laughs> you might say that. <laughs> and that's yeah. really just because I always look at the um, the vision and how the the brand has carried and the vision of the engineering of, of these automobiles. Um, and I just think yeah. there was a tremendous amount of foresight just so early on, and again, the risk-taking that they took and the confidence that they had. I really would just love to get inside their head and understand. People look at Porsche now and they just kind of think, oh, they've been successful forever. But if you go back and look at their mm-hmm. history and their very humble beginnings in a barn yes. in Austria. In, uh, yeah, in Austria. And, <laughs> no. you know, they were using wood molds and hammers to hammer out the yeah. fenders and all of that. I mean, it was just, they were visionaries. Yeah, yeah. And well, and the founding father, Dr. Ferdinand Porsche, was an incredible designer, mechanic, engineer. I mean, just the kind of things he came up with uh, way back in the day. I mean, his first car was an electric car. Mm-hmm. So we've come way yeah. back, circle around, <laughs> back to the uh, the new Taken that they're going to be coming out with here that's going to be all electric. So that would be very cool indeed. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I... As for the reading I do, I, I'm I'm typically a magazine reader, and I will tell you the 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 magazine that I read every month is the Panamera, the Pano, right? From yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah, the from Port the Porsche Club magazine, and I would yeah. tell I tell any Porsche Porsche owner I meet, I tell them 
you know, if I ask them if they're in the Porsche Club, sometimes they say, no, I don't know, not really. Um, and I say, look, you don't have to do anything else, but you need to sign up so that you can get that magazine. Pano is, is yeah. one of the be- very best magazines that I read. I read it every, every month. So that's, that would be my suggestion. I just got mine. I've been a subscriber since I was in junior high. And uh, past cars, yeah, I guess Rob Sass, who's the new editor there, is doing a fantastic job. Yes. Uh, Vu, who's the director there. Does a fantastic job as well. Um, yeah, it's a really fun publication. I do the same thing. I just say, look, if you don't have the time or you don't want to get involved in the many cool events they do, just the magazine is mm-hmm. great. It's the same with the BMW Club and the Roundell magazine. Yes. Um, you know, it's, oh yeah, uh, we have one of those. One, so. the, our, our CEO, he's a BMW guy. So I'm the Porsche, and yeah. he's the BMW. And, and so we <laughs> at the office, it's 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 my Pano sitting on my desk, and he's got Roundell on his. <laughs> <laughs> the battle of the journey. We, we, we are car yeah. people around here. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. And if you're a Mercedes fan, it's the Star publication. They do a great publication for Mercedes as well. So been getting all those publications for years. Well, magazines are fine. And I'll remind our listeners that you can find all these great resources Margaret has shared on her very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Margaret Palango, P-A-L-A-N-G-O, and her page will pop right up. All right. We're almost there, Margaret. We're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real fun one to think about. Can it, I mean, it can be a bit of a doozy, too. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. doesn't matter where it is, who it belongs to. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there's a few rules to this game. It's the only collector car you can have. You've got to drive it. No garage queens here. And you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with, so you pick a really expensive car, you're stuck with it. So what do you, what do you want me to buy you today? Oh, and I have to drive it. I can't just... Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Why would you want to just look at it? That's boring. Yeah. So I think, you know, as much as I love all the new features of the Porsches and especially the newer 911s, I would say that if there was only one forever, it would be probably vintage uh, 70s or 80s, like like the car I have, Porsche 911. Um, And that is because... I'm in love with the air-cooled. I'm in love with the cars that don't have a lot of technology, that it is just you and the car. And the creature comforts are either an afterthought or non-existent. And and those, because driving a car like that is all about the experience. To me, it feels like you could go into a different world and it's just you and the car and it's a true escape. There you go. Well, since you didn't pick a specific one, I'm going to pick one for you. Are you okay. okay with this? Oh, no, yeah, pick one. All right. Well, you've experienced the 80s cars. I've got an 87 Porsche. Yours is 85, so those G-body cars. But I'm going to go back a little ways, and I think what I'd like to buy you is something very special. I'm going to buy you a 1973 911 Carrera RS. <gasps> uh, oh, yeah. Very, very <laughs> so special it, car. And fast. Very unique car. <laughs> Fast, fun, very expensive, but you know what? It doesn't deserve to be a garage queen, and unfortunately, they become so valuable. They do sit in garages a lot, and people don't enjoy them, but in this fantasy drive we have today, you're going to be out with a big smile on your face driving around with that uh, 1973 Carrera RS. So, uh, Oh, the RS I'll for sure. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. You know me well. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have one of those myself. Yeah. Well, Margaret, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom 
uh, before you drive off into the sunset in that 73 Carrera RS? Sure. Follow your passion. It's easy. It's all you got to do. It's all you got to do. I'm telling you, figure out your passion (laughs) and go for it. Um, That has been in my career. I've able to combine my passion for cars and my passion for small business, my passion for marketing. And if that's the one thing that that keeps me going every day is the ability to follow my passion. There you go. Margaret holds the uh, secret sauce, the (laughs) bottle of secret sauce in her hand to a happy life. Just follow your passions. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Auto Shop Solutions? Yes, uh, you can go to the Auto Shop Solutions website, www.autoshopsolutions.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Margaret Palango, and be happy to connect. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find all these links for Margaret on her Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type Margaret into the search bar, and that page will pop right up. Margaret, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners and me. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified. And he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!